guys, so welcome back to Mummy Makeup and Meltdowns. I'm Louise, I am here today. Now guys, I am sitting in my kitchen with Sarah Louise and my newest guest, my first ever guest on the podcast, Paula is here. Now, I have had my sisters on, but Paula is the first official guest. So Paula, how are you? Thank you. <laughs> are you nervous? Yes, I am. Okay, so <laughs> Paula's here. It's just a very casual setting and guys... Alara is here. She might run in. She might not. If she does, I suppose this podcast is, is, is a real life podcast. So duties are my day off. Um, I was doing <laughs> vent it there with Sarah Louise. We had the patch on Tano in the times. And now we're sitting down with Paula for a podcast. And again, this is going to be real life, real story. So Paula, I would like you to introduce yourselves to everybody on the podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourselves, what you do, where you're from and why you're here. Hi everybody, I am Paula Douglas and I am the owner and singer of Wet and Bam Mojo um, and that's probably where I met Louise mm -hmm. going for a one-to-one -one makeup lesson many months ago Yeah. Um, and we've just sort of kept in touch since then um, but yes, I'm a wife to Stephen, I have three kids and two stepsons um, so very busy, work full time in the NHS and then I gig at the weekends. Um, Mojo's oh very much so a, a hobby that snowballed on their business about uh -huh. eight years ago. Uh -huh. Um, and yeah, it's just always evolving. Perfect. So basically you've touched there on your everyday sort of life is quite busy, Paula. You are, I would love to know when you get a day off. You said three children and two stepchildren. That's yeah. five children. Yeah. Oh my God. And she looks like she's 20, doesn't she? Oh Not my goodness. <laughs> no, but you look unreal. So guys, um, Paula, as she said there, how I met her was you come in for a one-to-one -one lesson in the L&B salon. And I had seen you on social media already because obviously your voice is like an angel. So you all need to follow. What's your Instagram handle, Paula? Uh, Mojo NI. Mojo NI on Instagram. So We'll pop that handle on at the end, but go and follow her now. And your style, your makeup, everything just is stunning online. And then the voice. So basically, talk us through your band. So if you want to book you for your wedding, how do you go about doing that? Um, if you go onto our website, there's a form that you can fill out mm -hmm. and that'll tell you if we're available or not. Um, and then I'll get back to you and then you can book us through Starlin Entertainment yes. um, so all our bookings go through that but um, the band has got so busy mm -hmm. um, so coming back after lockdown I struggled yeah. I have to be honest I really so struggled um, to go from being off I've always done this so I never knew what it was like to have your weekends and then over lockdown I was at home more I yeah. had time with Stephen and the family yeah. And we loved it. We mm -hmm. there was it was there was something really nice about it. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, it all started back again. And you're just as busy as I know. as ever. I suppose because like like myself, weddings like they're booking years in advance. Yeah. So like Cleana, my manager, she was saying, "Lord Louise, there's a wedding um, in there for 2026." Yeah. And I've just said, obviously, we can't give out prices or anything because like we don't know. And God knows. What will be doing in 2026? But like I take bookings for 2020. Well, 2024 is already booked, but for 2025, they'll not start until January 2024. So it's always yeah. like a year, a year in advance. Isn't that right? A year, in, two years in advance. No. How long? Well, 2024 is booked and that opened in January 2023 at the start. So you have all of 2023. Yeah. 
oh well you year to book for the year after but yeah. you're probably the same we're the same mm-hmm. and we we actually don't do like a you know open our books at a certain time it's like F and a free for all now oh, so shit. we've got bookings in 2026 and there's times what? then like I love going away on holidays uh, and things like that and then sometimes you can uh, be really restricted especially with like like friends getting married and all that's and you're exactly having to say, say when's your hand doing when's your yeah. and you're having to get it like in the Do diary then off? and there because it's hard but I have because we absolutely killed ourselves going uh, um that first year back after COVID everybody was getting wet, uh, married midweek you name it yeah. and we were just doing that and still working uh, and hard. then I thought you know what in a couple of years time I would love to be at the stage where I limit my gigs and I just well, that's why sort I of now. Really cherry pick now the ones that I want to do, what we do isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. and that's where I want to be and that's why lockdown completely changed the dynamic of my Instagram page yeah, yeah. it was only ever just for the wedding band yeah. and then I started thinking well you know I get ready I use like tan all yeah, the time yeah. makeup hair huh? outfits all of those things that you use and I thought yeah. I'm going to start bringing that in and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden I started to enjoy it more yeah. than um, probably like the sitting down recording music and yeah um, so that's things are just evolving and changing Everyone's all the time changing so it. fast but that's good the way you say that and like I know lockdown for a lot of people um, with their businesses things all went up or things all went down do you know what I mean and again for LMD we were so busy because obviously we were teaching online yeah. so again as I say there's negatives and positives to it but let's let's move on to then um, a week, like a typical week for you, Paula. So you've got the children, mm-hmm. you've got the husband, you've got the job, and you've got the other job. But tell me what a typical week looks like for Paula. Like, let's start off on a Monday morning. Monday morning, it's always crazy after the weekend. Mm-hmm. So it'll be up, school runs, and then back. I do hybrid working. So most of the time I'm working from home. And then if I'm booked to go out on site, I'll be out on site mm-hmm. or go to the uh, head office. Mm-hmm. So I do that Monday to Thursday um, and then during the week as well in the evenings I'll be trying to like pre-record content in the evenings so that I have that ready to go because I can't do it through the day most Uh, of the time so um, so I try and look ahead and see what I want to be doing and then my husband owns a scaffolding company Mm -hmm. as well so of course you're roped into that Uh, too so he'll be saying to me I can't do this on the computer I can't Uh do that and I'm like give me it so we do a lot of that in the evenings Uh as well and then we try and get down um and then Mondays I mean Caitlin does guitar lessons Charlie's at swimming uh you know so there's all of their after school stuff as well so we've all of that midweek And then just the usual, trying to get dinner on the table for there's six of us in our house. My goodness. And you cook um, it every night, Paul? Most nights, I See that And if there. I don't cook it, I have an idea what we're getting or what we're, you know, or See? prepared it. Yeah. So um, to try and make it as easy as possible for everybody. But, like, I have to say, like, my husband's brilliant. He's a good help mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. But um, it's never done the way we're, we're just like uh-huh. we're our own worst enemies <laughs> so we are I know, you, I know that's so true hi guys it's Louise I'm just coming on at this part of the podcast to let you know that we're going to be talking about some sensitive subjects here regarding um, mental health and we just wanted to let you know that if you find this upsetting in any way we would probably advise you to just click off or skip on past this part now thanks we're going to move on Paula and basically Last year online, you came on and openly shared your mental health story. 
So today I'm going to basically ask you to come and share it with everybody on the podcast and each and every person again has their own mental health story whether it's positive or negative but it's good to hear from other people and real people so I'll let you take it away. Okay um so last year I shared a, a story from about well it'll be coming up nine years um about my own mental health journey more to give people hope and focus on how my life turned around rather than you know it being all dumb and gloom and, and negative um so I felt that last year was a really good time for me to share that because life is good it's really you know if I had if somebody had told me that you know at that time I would never have believed them mm-hmm. um so basically in 2014 I was going through a really difficult separation and divorce and I, my two uh, kids were involved as well and um, it, things were just really really hard and um, I just felt like I had was going through a bit of a, a breakdown and um, was still trying to juggle work and bills and um, you know I was, I was gigging not as busy as what I am now but um, you know so it was always busy it was always all go and then I felt like I had a run up of a week where I just couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep. All the physical symptoms were there. Um, just not being able to focus on anything. I couldn't have sat and had a conversation with you. I couldn't have made eye contact with you. I just felt so, so weak. And I, like, just like I just wanted that to end, the physical symptoms to end more than anything because I'd lost so much weight. And I think it was around six stone when I was admitted into hospital. It was a really, really hard time and was constantly just being sick, really anxious. And um, my, I had one of my close cousins at that time had stayed with me the night before and um, because they were obviously concerned. And then on the Saturday morning, I woke up really early and I just thought, well, I just know what I want to do and I just don't want to be here. I can't. I felt like I wasn't a good mother. And, you know, and I think when you have them thoughts, I just needed it to end. Um, so. And what I, age were you then, Paul? I was 27. So I was um, 27. I had been in the same relationship from when I was 16. It just wasn't it was toxic. It just wasn't mm-hmm. right. Um, you know, but always felt like, you know, you want to, you want to make it work for your family right. and your kids. Right. And you think that that's, you're actually Only doing a good really. thing. And yeah. it's actually not. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, that Saturday morning, I just wanted it to end. I knew as soon as she left my house mm-hmm. that I, didn't want to be here and I took an overdose um I was very fortunate that she got to Balamina Mm -hmm. and turned the car she said she just had a gut feeling to come back out to my house and she found me and I was admitted to hospital and I think you know it was not realizing how much my how much weight I had lost until I was Mm -hmm. actually in there and I was skin and bone and it was just horrible. Um, now I have to say from that admission, I got the help that I needed and I had, you know, counseling. I was started on antidepressants and sleeping tablets, um, not long term, but at that stage that I, I needed that. Um, 
and I look at it and if I was ever giving anybody advice about mental health I would say because a lot of people I would talk to say I don't want to take that and I would say but if you were a diabetic you would take a drug to help to to help stable you so that is no different Uh um and now I I would say like it's very much circumstantial it was like all that was my situation so do you believe and again obviously we're not pointing the finger at anyone um or anything but do you believe your your environment your situation your relationship and everything had a part to play yeah I Um, think over time that definitely grinds you down um and if you've if you have been in that same environment for so long, a decade, mm-hmm. you know, from your teenage years and most of your 20s, right. you don't know any and again, and any better. And then, I don't know about you, but I believe, like, you, whenever you grow, you change. You know, time. some people grow and they grow together or some people grow and they go, grow apart. Yeah. And you realise I'm not actually meant to be with that person. We have different, so, like, different values and different goals. Yeah definitely mm-hmm. and I even you know the difference now between me as a person being around the right people and environments and yeah um just is like night and day yeah you know you are definitely more I don't know upbeat more positive yeah. and you know but I think you attract that when 100%. you whenever you're a bit more content in yourself yeah and then people I often think this people always say no one else can make you happy but you but then it's the circumstance you put yourself into. And yeah. like I do find energy, energy, you can vibe off a certain energy. But see if somebody has not got the correct energy or I just feel like I can tell. My gut always tells, you know, the energy is wrong around that person. I just feel like, you know, I don't mean that and I'm, I'm pointing the blame onto an individual. But I just mean, you know, if say, for example, you come along and you, you meet a new person, um, I'm not talking about a um, partner. I mean, like, even like I've started a new gym and I'm loving the energy, but then sometimes there's maybe a certain person or a certain group that you're like, mm, I just don't get, get the good vibe there. I'm just going to stay clear of that because, you know, they're not very welcoming. Yeah. I'm not talking about my, but I'm just talking about in general here. Yeah. Um, I feel like you vibe with certain people and certain people you don't vibe with. Yeah. And again, whenever you're in a long-term relationship, I just feel like sometimes you're there, it's like you're stuck in a rut nearly. Yeah. Because you don't know any different and yeah. you don't want to explore anything else because you don't know. Do you Especially know what I mean? when you're younger. Definitely. And I think there's a pressure then. Like I had my eldest son when I was 18 mm-hmm. and I always had this thing of – um I'm a teenage mum. I'm not going to disappoint anybody. And I think that is where I've always had that drive to work and succeed. Yeah. Because I remember when he was born, I was like, he will never want for anything. Uh-huh. He will have the best life yeah. that I can give him. Yeah. And that's why people are like, but you know, you're out working at the weekend, you're out working through the week. And uh-huh. I'm like, but my kids really benefit. Yeah. And they see that he's 17 now. Uh-huh. And he would openly Mad. say, you know, my mum works so hard yeah. and all. And I'm mm-hmm. like, see, as long as he utters them words, yeah. I think I've done okay. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and we're we're close. We Trust me, yeah. we went through our teenage years with him a couple of years ago uh-huh. and I thought, oh my God, I'm going to choke him. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, all normal. <laughs> but nothing, you know, I wouldn't change any of that for no. the world. But uh-huh. I always knew I had this drive and ambition. And I think it takes somebody to be your partner that's got a really strong stomach yeah. especially to see your your wife or your other half mm-hmm. up on a stage and Definitely. singing and you know getting glammed up every yeah. weekend and 
you know, and like it's, there is a sociable aspect to oh, what definitely. I do too. Yeah. Whereas my husband, Stephen, is so supportive. Like if I said to him I was giving up gigging in the morning, he would say, wind your neck in. No, yeah. you're not. Yeah. You know, like he has yeah. always encouraged me to keep building it and building it and building uh-huh. it, you know. And um, whereas Lots I didn't have else. that. And then he comes mm-hmm. to a gig and he's the proudest man in the room. Uh-huh. And you know that, you feel it, yeah. you see it, yeah. you know. And, uh, you know, that's just, that's what you need yeah. to be around, you know. So whenever you got divorced, what age were you? 27. And then how did you meet Stephen or how did that? Did, uh, you probably well, were not I thinking. This. I yeah. was so unwell at that stage yeah. and um, I knew that I needed to, to take time to yeah, myself. Self and get better it was a horrible situation to yep. be in to feel that you had no way out yes um but that you wanted to commit suicide mm. and that you know that was just and I think when the realization hit me was when I come home from hospital and um my mum's cry will probably always stay with me mm. it was like just I don't know like I knew then and there I had broke her heart and I yes. thought if I if I actually hadn't been fine if I actually had went through with that you know um I, know. Do I know don't know how much that would have you know how much you don't realize how much it impacts other people, people. and I feel lucky to be given that second chance yes. and um and then probably about, at that time Paula like you I know again I've like thankfully I've never been in that situation so I don't actually know I can't relate to you but in that situation, you probably can't think of anything else no. but just not being here. So you probably you weren't thinking of anybody to stop. else. You um, want the the your mind is racing so much that you want it to stop, but it's not just in your head; it's yes. physical. I had lost so much weight that my bones ached. I always I felt that weight like I ached. If I ate anything, I was straight to the toilet. I was being sick, or you know, it, it was just that anxiety and you know people talk about your gut health and you know uh-huh. your head and your gut it's so true like uh-huh. whenever you have them physical symptoms and I thought I the worst thing for me was the thought of going through another day like that and feeling that pain and having to put on a smile at this skull gates when you were yeah. picking up the kids so I can't do this yeah I actually can't do this and I would rather just not be here and th- in that moment that's where your head's at mm-hmm. and then if somebody had said to me, Paula, hang on a month to two months, yeah. you're going to meet somebody and it's all going to change. Yeah. And I'm not putting that all on Stephen's shoulders. No, and we talk about this a lot. I yeah. always say to him, I'm not with you because I need you. I'm with yeah. you because I want you. Yeah. And vice versa. We're a really yeah. good team. Yep, you are. You know, you he boosts that, but... me and I boost him. And yeah. um, we just clicked from day dot. But he's he's very fun loving uh-huh, like he's uh-huh. always up for yeah, the crack, crack yeah. and I remember my friend set us up on a blind date uh-huh. sort of thing and I met him and I was like yes he is I just need a bit of fun yeah I don't want to make you laugh sincere. I want someone uh-huh. just to make me laugh uh-huh, yeah. and he was exactly that but little did I know we would have failed very fast for each other uh-huh. I always say to him like you're like that one night stand that kept coming back <laughs> and you weren't meant to and then we ended up getting married uh-huh. um but you know like that's crazy if yeah. somebody and that's probably my biggest message if, if you're feeling that you're at rock bottom which mm-hmm. I was um like the only way is up and you can get there yeah um you know but I put in the work as well like yeah. I was out walking 
exercise is my that's, biggest that's help. That's what they say, exercise and Such diet. Such a good help. And Helps. yeah, now mm. I don't, back then I probably didn't really look up diet and things like that. Uh-huh. It's now only in the last few years I've been like, oh, that makes me feel good. That, yeah. And really like like putting the dots together nearly yeah. with all of yeah. that mm-hmm. um and yeah like I'd, I'm not on antidepressants anymore mm-hmm. I'm it was a short-term yeah. um measure for me yeah but if I needed those I wouldn't hesitate uh-huh. and going back on them yeah uh-huh. um I went to counseling and I've actually went back to my counselor a few times like yeah. since yeah. Um, not because I ever was at that stage again, but because I could feel myself sort yeah, of yeah. going, no, well, you maybe like need to talk this well. through. I have a therapist, but again, again, like you say, um, she's there for whenever I need her. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, obviously everybody's situations are different, but mine is one of those things that I go and speak to her and then she nearly helps balance me back out again. I'm like, yeah. right, I'll see you in a few months, sort of yeah. like that. That's it. Mm-hmm. And you know, like talking as medicine and yep. I know that sounds so cliche but yep. it actually is yeah um and I've seen that with friends and family that have yep. um you There's know haven't done it mm-hmm. <laughs> hold on wait do you hear this yes come on in mommy up right come on and set my knee if you you can come in and set my knee but you're not allowed to talk come on sorry about that guys I just know mommy's duty calls so basically we're gonna just go back pull out a few wee questions okay if you were to go back to your twenty year your twenty five year old self, what advice would you give to yourself? Probably to stop forcing things that aren't there. Mm-hmm. Relationships, yep. friendships, mm-hmm. even um, you know, even even family. Mm-hmm. You know, stop forcing things that aren't there. Yep. That's, that's a good one. Um what would I say to myself? Holy ghost. Um I would say I would say, especially now, if I was 25, I have obviously two sisters that are twins of 24, and I would say to them, basically, what you put in is what you get out. I think the younger generation nowadays, and again, this is not me giving off to anybody, or even talking about my sisters, but just in general, from like, you know, hiring younger people and things like that, I would say, um, what you put in is what you're going to get out. Yeah. That's basically, um, I just feel like nowadays, the younger generation, again, everybody's on their phones, everything's so excessive to people, you know, even even relationships, you know, if somebody, like, I don't know why I'm going off topic here, I do this all the time, but social media is, I, I find it such a great tool to have, but it's also something that can destroy people as well. People think everything's so easy, accessible, accessible. Um, whereas I feel like hard work and determination is going to get you wherever you want to go. Um and again, manifesting and things like that. If you can see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand, but it all boils down to you and how hard you want it. Yeah. Um, and again, you'll find me go off topic here, but everything relates back to that. Everything. Yeah. In life. Yeah. Um, anything else, Paul, you want to mention about before? Yeah. No, just whenever you're saying there about even like social media and that, and I think it does, it can affect people's mental health. Like you see it more in young people. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it's important that we keep raising awareness. I would, I've got a daughter who's 11. She's going in a secondary school. Mm-hmm. I would rather she was taught this sort of thing yeah. and resilience than mm-hmm. being taught the recorder. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like I think yeah. things like this is more important. Uh-huh. And I think, you know, it's important that. I remember saying to my boss before I shared that story last year because I didn't want that to come out 
and affect people's uh, professional opinion of me and my job and my career Mm -hmm. and um I remember like she would have said to me but you know people look at your page and they maybe think oh it's so glamorous it's so nice and light and easy Uh and then by sharing that you're saying no but this took a lot of hard Mm -hmm. work you know I've been there you know at rock bottom I built that up I was a teenage mum with nothing Mm -hmm. um you know but I hard work has got me to where I am today yeah and that's why so Paula tell me what have you got or planned for moving forward with the mental health then um I would like to keep on raising awareness yep um keep on sharing that you know you can hit rock bottom but you can get out of that yep. there's always light at the end of the tunnel yep. um and whenever I shared that story we ran a gala there back in March mm-hmm. and all the proceeds went to Turning Point NI which is a local mental health and suicide mm-hmm. prevention charity in Ballymena mm-hmm. and they cover all of the Northern Trust um and I said to them that evening like I don't want that to be the end of us working together but I don't always like asking people for money. Yeah. Um. So what can we do practical? So mm-hmm. we're looking at trying to set up like a coffee morning once a month mm-hmm. um, and a coffee shop in the town. Mm-hmm. We'll maybe move it around different towns in the Northern Trust area. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, where people that are just feeling down or they don't even have to be, they could just maybe want to come out and meet people again because mm-hmm. after lockdown, people feel isolated. Yeah. Um, and they can come and just network meet new people uh meet new friends have a cuppa and they can find out what services that turning point offer and if need be then they can um self-refer into Mm -hmm. the service so i would love to do stuff like that and be more proactive and doing practical things for mental health sounds great um Mm -hmm. fingers crossed fingers crossed and the gala went amazing the gala was unreal good it was a really good night i was so nervous about running that i'd never ran a charity event Mm -hmm. to that scale Uh um i would change a few things if i could go back and do it all again but Mm -hmm. i don't think i would the run-up to it i was so stressed out i was like (laughs) don't ever do ask me to do this again well i eloped i went to new york and got married so i wouldn't have a clue um so um yeah so no um but it went really well thank god it all paid off and we raised just over five thousand so happy days that's great so paula tell us where we can find you you're mainly on social media on instagram yeah and it's mojo mojo underscore and i underscore yeah Uh and um obviously they can find you on there and you do everything from music videos to makeup tutorials to coming on just chatting yeah everything like that just Um, share everything about life and um, being a busy mum and juggling it all and then just every, all the aspects of what it takes to get on stage tanning makeup outfits yes. yeah. we all know about that it takes about three hours to get ready <laughs> and that is the truth <laughs> yeah. um right so that's grand we're going to wrap it up there guys i hope you enjoyed that one paul was the first ever re- i call it real life guest um to be on so that's exciting and hopefully there'll be more to come and we will chat to you as often Thanks very much, guys. Bye.